The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller. Uh, we're with you on. A Friday out of the studios of Republic Broadcasting Network. No, I'm not sheltering in place. It's really wild to watch the news feeds and the sports shows and everybody's doing their show out of their den or their basement or whatever the case may be. They've sold the COVID-19 and the people are pushing back. I got Mark Anderson with me this afternoon, but I'm going to play you a short clip here because the reason I brought Mark on today is uh, he recently has been writing about the beef industry and how that's being smashed. Here is uh, Shad Sullivan's message of the coming food collapse of 2020. The pandemic, folks. Hey, everybody, this is Shad Sullivan coming to you from the headwaters of Bitter Creek, Archer County, North Texas. We have to talk. State officials will be assisting to help identify potential alternative markets if a producer is unable to move animals and, if necessary, advise and assist on depopulation and disposal methods. Ladies and gentlemen, we are plowing under vegetable crops from coast to coast. We are euthanizing millions of chickens. We are aborting sows and burying feeder pigs. We are dumping milk by the hundreds of thousands of gallons. And now they are preparing us to depopulate the fat cattle ready to harvest. Because of a bottleneck created by the effects of COVID, this thing hasn't been created by COVID, but the effects of COVID and the logistics therein. We are in trouble. Our food supply is in trouble. And I am appealing to producers and consumers across the nation to start calling. Yesterday, the first shipment of imported beef from the country of Namibia hit the shores of the United States of America. And yet this morning, they are telling us to prepare to euthanize 
harvest ready cattle. Am I the only one that sees a problem in this? It is time we get the American people back to work. It is time we get money flowing. It is time we get food on the shelves. Because if you're not concerned about this food supply problem, you better be. We have a huge supply and demand of food across this nation. We can feed the world ourselves, and yet we're destroying our harvests. At the same time, we are importing beef from other countries, beef that is less regulated than our beef, less safe, not as high quality of product, and yet it's happening. At the same time, they are preparing for us to euthanize our harvests. Does that make sense to America? For the last 10 years, we have been uh, pressed to be sustainable. I've said all along, sustainability is a fraud. And right now, we're being forced to destroy our harvests. That doesn't sound like sustainability to me. But it is part of the overall goal to vertically integrate your food system. You see, they cannot have control of the people unless they have control of the food, the water, the land, production. It is time we get back to work. It is time uh, the American people force uh, the government to listen to us. We are of, by, and for the people. This is not Nancy Pelosi's country. This is not Donald Trump's country. This is your country. And you're going to go hungry. We must get regional and local packing houses up and going. Do we have to have those big, big packing plants? You bet we do, and they need to be running right now. We need help. You as a consumer are in trouble. My dad told me years ago the best thing that would happen to America is if everybody had to sit in the dark, cold and hungry, and that would wake them up. Well, I think it's coming. We're in a dangerous position, ladies and gentlemen. We need to get inspectors into these small plants. We need to get better inspectors. We need to get going on this today, not tomorrow, today. You need to be calling your legislators. We need to be opening up the country. Your food supply is in danger. Ranchers are going broke every day. We're doing all we can to stay here. We are in crisis in America. This is a crisis. This is a national crisis. And everybody's just sitting back enjoying their time off, enjoying that $1,200, not knowing that overnight you're going to go hungry. It's coming. Ladies and gentlemen, we need your help. We need your help today. Everybody, all hands on deck. It's time. We need you to go to USA, uh, demandusabeef.com, sign the petition for country of origin labeling. People want to know where their food comes from. I don't want any beef out of Namibia. I don't want any beef out of Brazil. I want my own beef. I'm blessed to be able to eat my own beef. But a lot of you aren't. And you need the freedom to choose your product. Demand mandatory country of origin labeling. Demand that these people get back to work. Where have our patriots gone? Where are you? I ask you that today. This thing's going to be 
incredibly tough overnight. It's already tough. You think the shelves were empty two weeks ago, you just wait. We have a bottleneck in this processing facility and the logistics in this uh, transportation system of our food supply. You think we're not in trouble? We are. I'm sorry, my tone is so bad. I'm so upset. But we have got to get this going today, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate your support. Producers, start reaching out to consumers. Forget these associations. Forget all of the, the corrupt bullcrap that's been going on. we got to put a stop to it, too. It's time. It's called Cutting Out the Middleman. <laughs> Mark Anderson, good afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, very well, John. Good afternoon to you. Well, you have been doing some writing on the beef industry and uh, what's been going on with that. Um, man, I, um, I, this is making no sense to me whatsoever. It's not a transport problem. We got trucks that can ship stuff from point A to point B, but we've got packing houses, slaughterhouses, everybody shutting down, but yet we're going to import beef from Nambia? What? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, as soon as that video played, it, it was about, oh, I don't know, five, six nights ago that it first came out, and my wife found it on Facebook, played it for me, and I got a hold of that guy, Shad Sullivan, within 24 hours, and he was going to be on my show on this past Wednesday, on my Stop the Presses show on your network there, John. He couldn't do it, so he handed me over to a higher up, and that's Bill Bullard, Bill Bullard is the CEO of RCAF USA, a you know cattleman and rancher and meat packers advocacy group, meat producers I should say advocacy group, and Chad is uh, the head of Region Five of RCAF USA, and RCAF USA is based in Montana. And talking to Chad, Chad actually S H A D, not C H A D, S H A D, Chad Sullivan, um, he reiterated and updated what he said on that video. But when he passed me over to Bill Bullard, who was on my RBN show this past Wednesday, and people can listen to that on the archive, and I suggest they do, uh, Bill, Bill's like a Ph.D. in the meat industry. Not that Shad is a, a slacker by any, any means, but Bill really laid it out. And here's the thing, John. This the main thing to take away from it is this is a long-standing problem that the COVID scare simply exacerbated. The meat industry is run by meat barons, of which Tyson is one of four. And it's kind of like the cattle, cattle barons of yore with a modern twist. Rather than you know cattle rustling and stealing your cattle, they steal your congressman. And they make laws so... They and only they can get the predominant meat market. And right now, those four companies control 85% of the meat supply chain in the United States. And what are they going to control after this? <clears throat> Correct. The, the problem is a lack of redundancy and resiliency that's born of monopoly, just like with the media, just like with big medicine. The meat industry, too, is monopolistic. What is the FCC doing? Why do we even have five or six families owning all the big media, right? Why did that happen to begin with? How is that 
tolerable, allowable, or logical, or sensible, where is the antitrust? You know, uh, where is uh, Ida Tarbell that wrote about the, you know, early days of the Rockefeller Trust when Standard Oil was building up? Where are the muckraking journalists? Well, the muckraking journalists are sitting around like a bunch of pansies with masks on their face, broadcasting out of their bathrooms. Maybe when they're taking a dump, I do not intend to be kind here. Okay? And, you know, the, the modern journalists in the conventional journalism world is, is laughable. It, they don't exist at, as in terms of it being actual reporters. I mean, when you get government data, you don't just regurgitate it. Anybody knows that. Journalism 101. But that's what they do. CDC data regurgitate. CDC data regurgitate. And so what basically happened here is the four, the big four, Tyson, JBS, Cargill, and Marfrig, M-A-R-F-R-I-G, and they bought out the National Beef Packing Company. Those are the big four. And because they control 85% of the meat market and because that control rather stealthily, sometimes not so stealthily, was acquired over the last few decades, then only a relative handful of large meatpacking plants produce all the meat that goes to our stores. So all it would take is a big flood, a huge electrical power outage, um, war, insurrection, tornado, hurricanes, and yes, a... COVID-19 scare, what, whether it's a huge hoax or an exaggeration, whatever it might be, it, it doesn't take much to upset the apple cart. And so the problem isn't COVID-19 per se. The problem is monopoly. These are meat barons controlling this thing. That's what's going on. Well, and I'm glad you said that because I know some cattle farmers, and I know them, know them pretty intimately. And what I was being told was, uh, yeah, we took some cows to uh, to auction. Uh, the best that we could get is seven cents a pound. Now, Mark, I don't need to tell you if you go into a grocery store right now and buy a pound of hamburger, or you buy a steak, or whatever the case may be, uh, it's not reflecting that the growers are only getting seven to ten cents a pound. There's the middle people there that are garnering all the profit, and because of the low prices of beef, the consumer is not uh, given an even break. And I am glad that you are saying this exactly how it is, because you are exactly correct. If we remember back in the 70s and the 80s, uh, and by the way, 1978, 79, we had this big economic downturn. Well, prior to that, the government was making all kinds of loans available to the farmers, telling them to buy. Don't worry about going into debt. You're going to be fine. Buy more land. Buy new equipment. Farm your butts off. And then that recession hit, and then shortly after that, we got used to the idea of, of farm auctions auctions going on all across the country selling farmers' stuff off uh, at dimes on the dollar. And now we discover, and you're right, because this is monopoly. Where in the hell is the antitrust? Uh, By the way, on the media, it's soon to be four that controls the entire thing and four that controls the food industry. This is absolutely insane. There is an agenda here. I dare anybody to call me a conspiracy theorist over this one, Mark. 
because this is what they do. They run competition out. How long do you think, Mark, farmers can keep growing their beef, taking them to market, and not even be able to recover? Forget profit here. Not even recover the cost of raising that cow to bring it to market. This is organized thievery. Yes, it is. You know, uh, St. Augustine, one of the great uh, theologians, said, absent justice, what is civilization other than one big great robbery? That's what St. Augustine said. And it rings really true across the centuries. You know, uh, what Bullard added in the long conversation with me right here on RBN this past Wednesday was, he said, quote, only now is America waking up to the fact that for many decades we've ignored the national food security interests of Americans. We displaced what used to be a family farm system of agriculture that had millions of disaggregated producers, and you had tens of thousands more feedlots for the cattle industry, and you had hundreds more meat packers scattered all over the U.S. That was an inherently robust and resilient system that would not be subject to a crisis like we're dealing with today because there would be smaller and more of the processing facilities, quote, end quote. It's another rigged game, and I'm, I'm telling you what, Mark, people, uh, people are getting really pissed off. I mean, to the point that, uh, what was it, last week we had this big demonstration in Lansing over the nitwit governor up there. Oh, and, man. And, and they showed up, and they shut the city down. Well, today there was another demonstration, and even Fox News put it out, that gun owners are storming Lansing's capital. Well, they weren't storming anything. They just showed up, and a lot of them armed. They're practicing their First Amendment and Second Amendment. Nobody has died in Lansing. The cops, if you take a look and you watch the films, the Michigan State Police are not concerned whatsoever about security. This thing is starting to backfire on them, Mark. It is starting to backfire on them big time. It is. Uh, what's interesting, being from Michigan myself, is uh, when you get into the thumb area and you go right across about that middle part of the lower peninsula of Michigan, you want, you know and I know that that's deer hunter country. That's right. And you don't. You don't mess with those boys. Uh, they got everything. You know, they don't use just thirty out sixes and shotguns anymore. They use AR-15s, and and you know, you mess with their rights, and they're going to show up at your doorstep. And they walked right into the Capitol Rotunda with their guns. Okay, if there was a metal detector there, they must have kicked it aside or walked around it. I don't know what happened, but they went inside this time. Now, a couple of weeks ago, they had the demonstration on the grounds and there was light snow still going back then it was still a little bit cold sure but now some of them walked right in ar-15s right right over their shoulders and of course they're perfectly well behaved they're not violent people you know it's it's that's not what it is and i see we're coming to the first break but no, uh, yeah no, there's a- I, I i dumped the break mark I, i'm gonna have oh. you on until the bottom here and i, I just want to conserve some time go ahead oh well yeah they but back to um well, I'll, I'll add real quickly that we had Joe Fields' report on my show earlier today. Uh, Johnny Delirious covered for me because I had some matters I had to tend to, but we kept it live, and Joe Fields reported directly from the Huntington Beach, California demonstration today. Over 700 people on the beach 
and even CBS News early this morning, I'm having my coffee. They have one of their reporters out there, and it was still dark in California. And CBS News, the guy on the ground kind of had to concede, you know, there's no way they're going to stop this. And so there was seven or 800 people on the beach uh, within Joe's eye shot. And he reported briefly on my show today, and there was a banner flown over the beach by somebody that owns an airplane, and it said, Dump Gruesome Newsome, referring to Gavin Newsom, the California governor. You know, one of these governors that maybe he's made of silicon life form, not carbon-based life form. It's like, where do these people even come from, John? I, I'm still astonished. How could you find anyone with that kind of lack of personality and a total lack of principles. What must it feel like to be completely paid for? Okay, but bought and paid for. Yeah, but Mark, you know that that's Newsom. He managed to get himself the governorship out in California. But let's not uh, let's not exonerate the people that put him in. These these dim-witted lefty communist socialists. Don't they have to eat too? Don't they use toilet paper? Don't they go to the beach? What, you know, if this is not going to be a deal breaker with the left-right paradigm in this country, I don't know what is. Yeah, you know, that that's a good point. And I know that on the upside, there's a lot of people going, hey, you know, I'm homeschooling my kid right now under duress, but, you know, maybe we don't need all those brick-and-mortar schools and all those taxes. Maybe homeschooling's not so bad. And, oh, I can grow gardens, and I can have a food supply right close to home here, and I can give my local garden supply stores more business. I mean, there is some spinoffs here that are of the right kind, but the, the guys watching the meat supply are right. You know, you can't totally go to a, a dominantly agriculturally local system all overnight, all at once. You're still going to have your bigger systems that you're going to need, uh, but this does push toward more, more localization. It does push toward su- shorter supply chains that are the opposite of what the big free traders and the globalists want. Um I'll add what Bill Bullard also told me, quote, because I wrote an article about it. We've allowed these multinational corporations to shape the entire food supply chain for meat products from birth to plate or egg to plate to benefit the multinationals' bottom line, and that ignores the national food security interests of the country. So we've highly highly centralized the meatpacking industry. They now have huge monolithic plants so large that if just one of them slows down, or if one of them closes, it creates a backup for the live cattle supply chain, and it prevents the distribution chain to the consumer from functioning properly. What we've done is we've skeletonized our food production, processing, and distribution system, and we've done it in order to meet the, the desires of the global multinational meat packers. So what our calf is calling on, and this gets into the foreign meat coming in from Namibia and all that, they're calling on uh, mandatory country of origin labeling for beef. Beef and pork, John, are the only two products, as far as I can gather, in existence. Underwear, wiffle balls, wiffle bats, you name it, no matter what the product is, bras, panties, socks. Uh, beef and pork are the only prod- uh, products that don't have country of origin labeling. Now that I did not know. Yeah, and here's here's why that's important. There are arguments both ways. I've, I've talked to different cattle, or cattle producers over the, over time. There are, but I lean toward the country of origin labeling, and here's why. Because 
Otherwise, the people don't know that the meat they're getting might be from Namibia or another country. And the farther that any perishable product travels from the origin to the dinner plate matters. If it's perishable, it matters. Now, if it's a washing machine, maybe it's not as big of a deal. But if it's a perishable item, be it fruit, vegetable, meat, whatever it is, you need to know where it came from so you know how far it traveled. And then from there, you know that most of that foreign meat was made with cheap labor, cutting corners on safety regulations, typically, maybe not always, typically. Canadian meat is going to have more comparable regulations, but Canadian meat is not traveling as far, and it's only a a land border, not a sea border, not not over the ocean. And so that way you have discernment, and then if they are leveraging cheap labor and cutting corners, then the consumer, because of the country of origin labeling, can say no to that and favor his home producers, but also just differentiate between between what might be a less safe product that's traveled further and typically a safer product that hasn't traveled as far. That way the multinationals can't get past the consumer and they can't create these monopolies quite as easily because the consumer has the veto power. And that's why you need the labeling so they can't do that same old outsourcing and leveraging and cheap labor thing that they've done with everything else, automobiles and appliances and electronics and you name it. Right. That's why it matters. All right. uh, Do me a favor here. Uh, I've got a caller. I'm sorry. I cannot get my screen up, Mike. Jim in Missouri uh, on, uh, well, cow farming. Hello, Jim. Hello, John. Hi. I I won't take much of your time, and I know that things have slipped with Finale. But I heard you quoting some. I think I heard you say something about seven cents a pound today for for beef. Seven to ten cents, yeah. I don't know if you were referencing what what uh, Finelli had said, but the day that he said he got seventeen cents a pound, the same damn day, we took six head up to I'm sure the same auction barn that he went to, and we got a dollar sixty-five. He's also said that that they're closed, that that he can't take cows in. Two weeks ago, we took another six head in, and we got a dollar eighty-five. And I looked at, at at the auction barn statistics from last week because they, they they only auction on Wednesdays, and they sold a hundred one thousand eight hundred and sixty-nine head on an average of a dollar sixty-four. So I don't know where the hell he's coming up with his figures. Okay, it isn't, and, and I live like about fifteen or twenty miles from him. I'm sure he's using the same auction barn we do. All right, Jim, I thank you for your call. All right, there seems to be some discrepancy here, but be that as it may, still... Yeah, yeah. You might. some markets will do better than others. Um, I, I've had some experience around beef back in 2015. I spent some time in Nebraska, and I helped a guy start a newspaper, uh, Butch Stanko. He's a, a well-known cattleman. And there, there are a lot of caveats, and there's, there's still some resiliency in the system and variations. But... Like with anything else, medical, media, meat, uh, monopolies are not a good thing. And you need re- redundancy and resiliency regardless of COVID-15, regardless of what hiccups there might be in the market. Let's fix this problem before it gets beyond our control. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. All righty. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming up on the air with me today, Mark. I know you were writing on this, and I was not aware uh, that – you had been interviewing people, and I greatly appreciate that because 
you know, this is just another industry. You know, there's no reason for this shutdown. None whatsoever. There wasn't out of the gate. The clue should have been when they did this pandemic worldwide and got all the industrialized countries on board. Sweden, it didn't go into lockdown. It didn't do any of that stuff. And they survived quite nicely. Mark Anderson, you're on the network, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And the name of your show again is? Oh, Stop the, the presses. presses, 3 p.m. Central. Stop the Presses, yep. There you and go. When I say that, I mean it literally. Stop the mainstream presses. Um, it, it's, it's what they've done now with this issue shows irretrievably and irrevocably that the mainstream media, mass media cartel, as we know it, needs to go the way of the Etzel. Well, Ed, Edsel Ford wasn't happy about that, but, you know, it, it was the customers that finally decided. <laughs> well, you know what? They keep, they keep Mark, they keep talking about, well, it's never going to look the same after this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, I'm in agreement with them, but not in the way that they have been portraying. We got a bunch of people that are pissed off. I love my country. It's my government, I fear. And here, here they go again, meddling in stuff that they shouldn't be meddling in. And, well, here's where we're at today. Mark Anderson, thank you, my friend. Yeah, thank you, John. See you around soon. Okay. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Second Amendment, your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed a newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! For some reason, the majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper doesn't give out the important attention of what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say... Does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion.
homeowners. Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. This is a juicy Friday news day, folks. I mean, I've got to tell you. Um, well, great. And the story I go to pull up is just not there. Isn't that amazing? And I can't get rid of the other. I'm channeling Bill Clinton. Help me. Shoot me now. <laughs> All right. Give me a second here, folks. I'm going to bring up this story because this is important this is coming out of oh canada well and 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 i'm gonna strike a deal right now with our canadian listeners um y'all can come down here and regroup but we're gonna have to storm the bastille and here's the deal we're going to liberate canada but it's going to be United States territory. <laughs> Does that sound like a Donald Trump deal? <laughs> yeah. At any rate. Um, and, uh, 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 Mikey. I don't know. It just, it just won't cooperate. I, hey, it's always been good to me. Sorry, folks, you can only hear one side of this conversation. At any rate, um, I will bring that up. But Trudeau just outlawed 1,500 different styles of weapons in, yeah, that's right, your assault weapons are gone. They're now been made illegal in Canada. Now, remember what I've been saying about this. Once people find out the yoke of tyranny that they're under, you were already supposed to be disarmed. Do you see? Australia, you people down there. In England. Oh, ho, ho, ho. In Canada now. All around the world, people aren't allowed to own firearms. You see, the Second Amendment was already supposed to be out the window along with the baby in the bathwater a long time ago. Along with, of course... We had to have national health care. Yeah, 
That was nothing more than one ginormous control grid for everything that you do, everything that you eat, everything. This was going to give the, give the government the in on anything that they wanted to get, sniff out in your background, whatever the case may be. And the Second Amendment, you know, you know, the, you know those doggone firearms, you know, look, look, look at the mass shootings. You know, and, and let's take this on the same approach that we've taken this COVID-19 crisis. Yeah, the numbers are highly inflated. And they've been criminalizing the people that have done nothing. Same thing that they're doing with gun owners. You get somebody that goes on a nut, oh, kills 20, 30 people. You know, that's not, that's not good. I'll agree. But out of a country of more than 330 million, uh, what is that, Point zero 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 one whatever? Extremely low. For the law-abiding people that don't think that it's sport or fun to go out there and kill people on a mass scale, this is for your safety. What have they told you about the COVID-19 crisis? This is for your safety. We're going to bankrupt the country. We're going to close your businesses, but the government's here to keep you safe. All bull. They, I don't think they quite understand what's going to come out of the other end of the tube on this one. I, I don't think they're they're quite getting it. You know, somebody sent me, and, and thank you for this, uh, I don't know what newspaper it came out of because you cut the headline off of it. Uh, this is the 22nd. And I'm assuming that this is a newspaper clipping out of New Mexico. Lujan Grisham should scold spokesman over death cult remark. Now, this is a GOP that actually wrote in to the newspaper on the Republican perspective, but it has to do with the coronavirus. Yesterday, the governor of New Mexico's top spokesman issued an appalling and despicable tweet in which he called Republicans a death cult. That's preaching accelerated illness and death because they love business. Okay, I'll leave this go for right now. 24 hours later, Governor Lujan Grisham has not rebuked Trip Stenecki. I'm not making the names up, folks. Or even acknowledged his revolving tweet. I'm sorry, revolting tweet. Her failure to act to discipline her subordinate makes his reckless words... Her words, his message, her message, his slander, her slander. It's obvious the governor wants no dissent from inside or outside her administration. The current controversy arose when the Republican Party of New Mexico pointed out in a press conference which included small business owners sharing their stories that governor is cozy without of uh, state corporate giants. This, I don't, these people don't even know how to, they don't even know how to compose anymore. that the governor is cozy with separate word out of state corporate... Uh, all right, whatever. Now, folks, all around this country, all around this country, people are demonstrating at their state capitals. And they're a little agitated. And again, you know, I, I, I saw a clip today... <sighs> Inside the 
State House in Lansing. A guy in the face of state police yelling and screaming at him. Would you nitwit stop doing this? What in the hell do you think you're accomplishing by getting in a cop's face and screaming at him? I, I, I just, Jesus, man, what, what are you guys thinking? You know what scares the hell out of people that are, it's the quiet resolve, the looks on the faces, not the volume of your voice. It's in your numbers. It's what you don't say versus what you do say. They know why you're there. The Michigan State Police, by and large, I got to give these guys kudos. Because by and large, they have been hands-off with the people of Michigan. They're showing up to demonstrate. They're not jailing them. They're not handcuffing them. They're not hauling them off to jail. People showed up in Lansing today armed. Some pretty fancy firearms, too, that I saw. But, of course, Fox News had to put the, if it leads, it bleeds kind of mentality to this. Gun owners storm Lansing. They didn't storm Lansing. They drove up there, got out of their cars, walked on to to the Capitol grounds. That's what they did. They didn't storm anything. And these people are practicing not only their First Amendment, but their Second Amendment as well. But you people that think that the Mad Hatter approach to this bullhorning and screaming at people and slathering, you get all red-faced, do you really think that it's going to help? I'm I'm so embarrassed for the people that take the Alex Jones approach to everything. Acting and blustering and blowing like a... Yeah, geez. Come on, people. We're better than that. We are better than that. The thing that's going to scare the hell out of them right now is a quiet but resolved course of action. And by and large, people are doing it right now. If you go to these things, please, and I, and, I, and this, this, I would consider this to be a personal favor. It's really a favor for all patriots in this country. Stop the asshats from acting like asshats. Pull them aside. Talk to them. Reason with them. You know, a lot of cops out there have been programmed over the years. Programmed that, well, you know, these these anti-government people, these sovereign people are would much rather just kill you than look at you. And then when you show up acting like some kind of asshat, some kind of meth head, don't you think that predetermined programming clicks off in their little heads going, oh, Well, look at these people. Folks, police your own ranks, okay? I know this is a stretch for people because you're going, what the hell is Statmiller talking about? We got a First Amendment right to be angry. Yeah, you got a right to be angry, but do it constructively. That by and large, most people are doing. Stop the Alex Jones in your face kind of approach to things. That asset and Austin hasn't gotten it yet. And it's cost him dearly. Okay, enough of this. Uh, Yeah, where's that story? Have you been looking? It's the... (laughs) 
let me take let me let me just uh I expected the things to blow up today. That's okay. Dan in Washington. Hello, Dan. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I think you had a great show a while ago about Maxwell and the Mossad. Um, remember when you read that whole thing and you exposed the uh, Kosher Nostra, basically? Uh, you, you're able to do that, but Alex Jones, he can't go there. But he blames it all on the Chicom, so he's having like a nervous breakdown. And I can't even watch him anymore because he's he's gone psycho because he, he he can't say what's true. <laughs> he's well, like, and 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 Dan, I, I have uh, I had a mutual friend years ago, and this was years ago. He was sitting in the studio, and during commercial break, there was a camera running, and it was recorded. And uh, this mutual friend that I will not use his name, I won't embarrass him without talking to him first. But he's sitting in uh, in Jones's studio. And when they go to break, Jones said to him, he said, look, I know it's the Jews, but I can't go there. Yeah. So, you know, our, our compromise big mouth, the only, I've had several problems with Mr. Jones, but when he comes out and I unloaded the day that I heard him on the air saying he's a voice for the Patriot community in this country, I, I just went off. I just went off. Oh, yeah. He takes credit for all that. He's, like, he's the tip of the spear. You know, but then he's covering up, so he's not really. Yeah, well, you know? when 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 most of your relatives are either CIA or FBI, what the hell do you expect to come out of that folk? <laughs> hey, Dan, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, I had a question though. Well, go ahead. Oh, why do why do they got to kill the cow? I mean, explain to me real quick. I'll hang up. Why do they have to kill? Like, say the slaughterhouse is closed. Why can't they just give the chickens to someone? Or that's what wait? I said. That's hey, look, that's what I said uh, Wednesday. I said, look. You know, we got military aircraft. We got starving people around the world. We got starving people in this country. You know, give them a cow yeah. with a with a uh, a release. Okay, you're you're taking well, yeah, I'm taking cow. Yeah, you're taking I'm responsibility for this for this <laughs> animal. Uh, but we're not going to guarantee anything except delivery. There you go. There's your moo cow. Goodbye. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's ridiculous. And and yeah. and and I can see the reason why the demand has dropped because they've shut down the restaurants nationwide. You know, it just isn't right. fresh veggies and meat in your supermarkets. We're in a service industry and we've been there for a long time. And it the service industry in the food industry, restaurants and things of that nature is absolutely huge. And this was a way for a lot of people to earn their living, not only the owners of the businesses, but the people that work there. So, you know, what they just did was cut out a large segment of the market. But, but, but again, Dan, backing up, none of this should have happened. None of it. Right. All right, Dan, I, pre- I appreciate your call. Thank you. Wally in Nebraska, or is, where, where's NB? New Brunswick. Is, is, <laughs> Is that in the United yeah, States? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, no, I, I think back in 1812 or something like that, uh, well, the borders got drawn up pretty good. Oh, okay. So, anyways, um, I, we, I miss Mark here, So, uh, but I got a beef story for you, a Canadian beef story. All our, our good beef, like the herds, the ranches and everything, they're all out west, Alberta and Saskatchewan. About three years ago, the ranchers got tired of 
uh, getting too little money for too much work. And so they cut back their herds mm-hmm. and they cut them back significantly. And almost overnight, the, the price, their price, um, almost doubled. Um, they were getting more money for less work. Now, it took about a month to get cut for that to work its way through to the supermarkets. But today, um, a, a, a nice roast, a good cut of roast, would cost me about, um, well, let's say $16 a pound Canadian. That would work out to between um, 10 and $12 American. Hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah. Now I'm just sitting here. <laughs> I'm just sitting here processing what you're saying. But by the way, what yeah. what, did, what did you think of my offer? You know, come on down to the United States. Obviously, you're not free anymore in Canada, or they're really planning on draconian stuff because they're taking your firearms away from you now. Well, if we wanted to go, to, uh, I think the way things stand right now, anybody who wanted to go down to the states would have to give up about two weeks um, in uh, quarantine. Uh, Oh no 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 no! We're not talking about asking permission at the border. See, see, you've been Canadianized, my friend. You still, yeah. you still want to play by the rules, but you want to break them, but you still want to play for no, 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 no. There's none of that. We're talking about the liberation of Canada. All you patriots up there, you bring your firearms down here, recharge your batteries, regroup. We'll go in, invade Canada, take it over. But unfortunately. We're going to have to annex your country, and it's going to be uh, the United States of America. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a little comment on that, John. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Trudeau just announced ma- immediate uh, banning of, uh, what, 1,500-some-odd brands. That's uh, t- what I've been models, talking about. Uh, yeah. Not yep. brands, yeah. models of assault rifles. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a direct response to this mass murder in um in Nova Scotia that happened about a week ago. Right. Uh, okay. That, and that guy, now it wasn't a mass murder like he, like walking into a hall and shooting out the place. I mean, this guy, he just went for a drive through the countryside shooting people. Okay. In a couple of incidents, he actually burned down, I think there was two or three houses that had people in them. Uh, okay. Now, the thing that gets me is, that part of Nova Scotia where he did this, okay, that's a big hunting place, okay? Um, people there, they have hunting rifles. Okay, hang on hang on so, one second. I've got to take this break. I already sk- skipped a break or two here. Just hang on. We'll be- break for three minutes. It's kind of an open phone Friday here, folks, but i got a lot of information to put out. This thing is starting to blow up in their face, folks. We'll be back. When you're online, with identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. 
With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. Don't regret growing old. It's a privilege denied to many. Heart disease is taking our youth from us. Young people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond are dying needlessly. One of the hardest messages I've ever had to deliver is to convince people that something natural like Extendivite should be taken as a preventative measure. I'm sure you heard an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Extendivite is that ounce. Take Extendivite for one year and see what your doctor has to say and how much better you feel. Herbs take time to address the problem. It took years of life to have a problem. Give Extendivite one year to fix the problem. Don't wait until it's too late. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or visit us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendivite. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N at hotmail.com. This is a limited time opportunity. Don't miss it. Yeah, um, okay, we're back. Okay, you were saying about the shooting in Nova Scotia, that these are hunters yeah. out there. and Yeah, well, this is an area, you know, I'm surprised that somebody didn't reach back into the closet and pull out the uh, moose gun and uh, put an end to that guy. And uh, so, you know, um, he, just, he just had free reign uh, right down through there. Nobody, you know... Did, you would have thought somebody would have gone gone to the gun cabinet and pulled out, pulled out something and put an end to them. But it, there is another thing. Nova Scotia has uh, an alert system, an emergency alert system. And basically what it is, is if the RCMP become um, aware of a situation, they, they key in the alert system, and that rings on every cell phone in that area. Um, it didn't happen. 
somebody forgot to sound the alarm. Well, and but but there there's a there, okay. There's been this idea that's been planted in people's heads that they've got to dial the emergency phone number if something goes wrong. Well, down yeah. here we realized a long time ago that you know help arrives someplace between death and rigor mortis. And yeah. that, you know, for our safety, this is the same thing they've been pounding for years. You know, oh gosh, all these gun crimes and all these needless deaths, we've got to keep you safe. Well, people have been keeping them safe, themselves safe for a number of years by having that right to defend themselves. Or if you've got a yeah. shooter that starts popping people off that, hey, uh, excuse me, stop that. Uh, no, and I really mean it because I've got you in my crosshairs, and if you don't stop, you're dead. You know, we're well, asking we're asking police to be everywhere and to guard everybody. No, that no, I'm sorry, ain't going to work. Never will, never has. Yeah. Well, here here in Canada, self defense is still a legitimate uh, action to take, and basically, what it is is <laughs> well, with, uh, you, with you what defend, with what now? A baseball well, bat, you know, a butcher well, knife, you know. Um, the hunt, a hunting rifle. You you got a moose gun. A moose gun, John. That that takes down a five hundred pound beast. Okay. Now it may not be a rapid fire thing, but uh, um, but it does pack but, a punch. But uh, see, I, 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 my friend, my Canadian friend here, I'm going to have to hammer you here. Now you're down to your single shot. I know it isn't perfect, but you know at least you can take. No, come on, man, come on. Well, yeah, the thing is, they do have, you know, they do have a way to defend themselves. The thing is, they don't. Well, I don't know. It's, you know, that single shot or it it might hold five rounds, whatever. I don't know, you know. Uh, But the the thing is, it's a lot better than uh, looking for the baseball bat. No compromising. Not now, not ever, not here in this country. You better rethink your position there and, you know. Well, you know, I've got to agree that, you know, uh, we we don't have a Second Amendment here in Canada. And I think, you know, that... That 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 definitely is something you, you guys have got, and you really got to defend it right through. Yeah, to protect you know, people uh, like you, and you're not even in our country. And we are the <laughs> lichpin here, my friend, of the globalists taking yeah. over. I've got to go. Thanks yeah. for your call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Ah. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? 
It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 